Just a quick note before the first episode. This episode was recorded mobily, so the quality is going to be a little bit lower than what you're used to. So, please bear with us on that. But, it's an important message. And we have officially named the podcast. It's called The Cutcast. C-U-T-T space C-A-S-T. So, if you want to search us up on Facebook, that's all we have right now. I'm bad at Twitter, which you'll hear in episode two. Um, But, I hope you enjoy this episode, and I hope you enjoy all of the future episodes. Thank you for listening. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of this unnamed podcast as of right now. So, uh, I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants here. Uh, my name is Brandon Honeycutt. I'm going to be one of your hosts. My wife, who is unfortunately not here right now, uh, is going to be the other host, but you'll, you'll hear from her in a later episode, most likely episode two. But for right now, I have with me Robert Wagner. Um, Robert, if you want to introduce yourself, give, give a little bit of a background. Yeah. Hey, um, so a little bit about myself. I'm a small business owner. I actually own a vape shop. I also own a manufacturing distribution company of e-liquid. Um, I uh, also, uh, my wife and I started uh, with Sherwin Mina, who's a great friend and phenomenal person. Um, we had started a group called the North Carolina Vaping Council. It's a nonprofit and we pay for a lot of lobbying in North Carolina and there's also a PAC associated with that right to vape. Uh, so we're up to date with a lot of stuff that's going on in the vapor industry and we stay up to date on knowledge and research and things that are coming out in the news and media uh, that may be trying to attack our industry or whatever or even help our industry. We try to stay on top of those things to uh, make sure that the shops and the, the manufacturers that are part of this organization are made aware of anything that's coming out and we stay on top of it to make sure that our consumers are safe and they're using uh, reliable products. All right. And if you haven't figured it out, we're going to be talking about this hot topic that's been going on recently <laughs> uh, about the, these uh, cases of lung illnesses with mm-hmm. vaping and, you know, how the media talks about uh, they're, they're focusing a lot on vaping right now. And they're, they're trying to give their opinions on it, which I'm not going to I'm trying not to be super biased, but I mean, it's hard <laughs> not to be. Um, so. Yeah, that's what this episode is going to be about. the The podcast doesn't really have a theme, so right. so it's just more of a what's what's popular, what's happening, like that well, sort of thing. So, I think before you actually dig into that, you have to understand what vaping is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, vaping itself um, is a delivery system. Mm-hmm. So, when you hear the terms vaping, you can't just all of a sudden uh, associate that with ENDS products and ENDS is electronic nicotine delivery systems. That's how the FDA classifies vape as ENDS products. Um, It is a delivery system. The problem with a lot of the media is doing is when they say uh, so-and-so got sick from vaping, the question should raise up is what were you vaping? Uh, Because vapes are in all different types of forms. Uh, you can get vapes with caffeine. You can get vapes with vitamins. You can get it with CBD, THC, or other uh, drugs. You can get it with nicotine. There are a lot of products that are associated with the term vaping. Uh, if someone gets sick from eating, people normally ask the question, what did you eat? Because we're, we know that food poisoning or where did you eat? You know, if you get food poisoning, uh, people know to ask, what did you eat or where did you eat? Um, as a question, right. where in vape, all of a sudden you hear the word vape and you automatically want to assume it's an ENDS product. Right, yep. Um, and so with a lot of these illnesses that have been coming out, uh, it has been found to be an, Ill- an illicit black market THC product. Um, a lot have been found to have vitamin E acetate in it or cyanide is showing up in these, um, which are very toxic to the lungs. And it's something that 
is not used and has never been used in the vapor industry as far as ENDS products go. Right, yeah, because the the vape industry has been around for, what, 10 years more? 10 or more years, yeah. yeah, It's been around. I mean, of course, if you go back far enough, you know that the first e-cig was patented in 1929, Mm, um, you know, which is really far back there, but it really didn't hit the market until the 50s, and in the 50s, it didn't really take off very well. Technology was a lot more expensive in the 50s, um, and didn't really start to resurface um, until in the United States until about 2007. Uh, did we start to see it resurfacing back up? Right, yeah, and that's probably a lot to do with like battery technology and you know not having to carry around a you know satchel with a car battery in it. Yeah. Or something to <laughs> you didn't have to be plugged up to a wall to get your, <laughs> right. your, your right, nicotine yeah. fix. Yeah. Okay, so let let's let's start with or let's have a question for you. All right, I fumbled that up, but whatever. I'm leaving it in. <laughs> that's how I roll. Um, raw, like it. Raw. Yeah, exactly. So, so we were talking about the kind of a very brief synopsis of how e came about. Uh-huh. What do you think made vaping so popular to begin with? I think people were tired of being sick, mm-hmm. of uh, having waking up in the morning with that heaviness on their chest and getting winded walking to the the mailbox. Um, smelling like smoke, you know, they, they just, they get tired of all those things, not being able to smell foods or taste foods like they used to. Um, you know, and, and on top of that, just the overall health concern of, you know, seeing relatives and loved ones dying uh, from illnesses associated with combustible cigarettes. Yeah, I, I, that's a good point that you bring up because that's exactly why I stopped smoking and started vaping is because I was tired of, one, having to go and buy a pack of cigarettes every day. And then, two, smelling like cigarettes because I would smoke a couple in the morning if I hopefully had enough time to take a shower in the morning. Yeah. Normally, I take showers at night. But, uh, yeah, it's like I was tired of you know hacking up a lung every time that I would wake up after a party where I had smoked a lot had smoked before. probably like two packs in a night just because i was drinking at the time and you know you're partying with friends and everybody's standing outside smoking so you're just going well, at and, it and now i'm sure like, you could probably smell a smoker from like around the corner oh yeah absolutely you know? and then they yeah. walk in the in the room and it's like holy cow i smell like smoke yeah it's just like if you if you're on an elevator with somebody who just came in from smoking outside and then you go up a couple floors get off that stuff lingers. It, it really it. does. Because yeah. even whenever I'm at like someone's house that I know that smokes, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm there and they're not even smoking. It's like there's just this lingering scent mm-hmm. in the house that even my clothes that is packed in a suitcase, if I spend the night there, I bring home and I open up that suitcase and that's all you smell oh, is yep. smoke. So it's it's no bueno. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I, I guess we can talk a little bit about um, kind of what the media is saying about so, the vape. I mean, we touched on it a little bit, but you know, they're focusing on these illnesses. They're focusing on the deaths that are coming from vaping. But I, I honestly think it's it's a lot to push a different agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, the illnesses are trying to associate it to the ends product um, because of what it's doing to the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, what it's doing to the tobacco industry and how that is directly affecting our states and the financial burden that's putting on the states is the fact that less people are smoking cigarettes. Right. Um, I think that's a a big thing to look at. Um, There's a lot of facts out there. Um, I am not one who is a conspiracy theorist by no means. Oh, I definitely am. You are. So you'll probably really (laughs) like some of the stuff I'm about to say. Okay. Um, So to, to really look at it, you know, you, Let's look back, and I've got a few things I'd like to touch on because, you know, I don't know and I can't pinpoint exactly what's causing this drive, um, but there's a lot of things that are kind of laying out there right now. Uh, one of them is the MSA or the Master Settlement Agreement. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that or not. A little bit, but, I mean, you can go so, over it briefly. So yeah. back in the late 90s, I believe it was about 1998, um, there was a master settlement agreement between Big Tobacco, the federal government, and I think, don't quote me on it, about 46, 48 states, somewhere right around there. A large majority. Large majority of the states. Right. Basically stated um, that um, they can't be sued, Big Tobacco can't be sued, 
um, for past, present, or future illnesses associated with tobacco. Um, and it was a settlement between them and the states, and the money was supposed to go towards, you know, health and um, education and things like that back in uh, around 1998. Um, well, since then, billions and billions of dollars. You know, right now, I feel like Trump saying that. But <laughs> billions of dollars has been uh, given to all the states um, from Big Tobacco. Um, and if you jump forward to about 2008, 2009, I don't know if you remember the big crash that happened and the federal banks had bailed out. Oh, yeah. The feds yeah. bailed the banks out and all that. Yeah, my 401k <laughs> tanked. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone's just plummeted. <laughs> Fortunately for me, um, I had just started my 401k at that time, so <laughs> there wasn't much to tank. Well, at that same time, what the, um, what the state started to do were they were selling bonds – uh, on their MSA money. So it went from having to be for your health and the government and education, all this other stuff, and it started getting utilized as general funds. And then they sold bonds on their MSA payments. And I've heard of one state, and I don't want to mention the state because I don't remember exactly which one. They were selling bonds and nickel on the dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and they were doing that saying, we need money now. And we're going to do that to make ourselves look good and make our state look good or use it for general right. funds or whatever was needed at that time during that crash. Um, with heavy balloon payments, and some balloon payments might have been 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years down the road. I guess as a governor, you're sitting there like, well, hey, we could do great things, turn the economy around, make me look good. And then I don't out. have to worry <laughs> about it because the balloon payment's not going to be for another 20, 30, 40 years. Right. I, it ain't it ain't going to be on my back. Yeah, That's be somebody the next else. guy's problem. Yeah. Um, so they sold that. So now the states are relying on this master settlement agreement money for operating expenses and these bond payments, right? Mm-hmm. So now we're, now the states become so dependent on tobacco sales. They need them. Um, and you look at like New York between 2017, 2018, uh, they saw almost a $50 million decrease in master settlement agreement payments. Um, which is a huge chunk of money. And if yeah. you're not getting it there, they're having to supplement it somewhere else. And I mean, New York is overtaxed as it is. So they can't really create more taxes to, to, to generate more income from that. And let me get it clear that the, the master settlement agreement payment is different than excise tax or sales tax. This is additional money that's being given out to the states for an agreement from this master settlement. Um, so you jump ahead 10 years from 2008, 2009, and we're into today, right? Right. Now, today, um, all of a sudden, you start to hear all these states coming up with flavor bans, mm-hmm. right? Now, first of all, it's not the flavors. Um, and before I get a little bit deeper into this, let me just put this out there. Yep. Flavors are extremely important for the smoker. And the reason I say that is it creates a disassociation to the cigarette. It makes it important because when people are trying to quit smoking, you don't hold an AA meeting at a bar and you don't give them a mixed cocktail with no alcohol in it. Right. right? You don't, uh, you don't, whatever, whatever you're, you're having a problem with, you try to disassociate that addiction with something different. And that's why fruit flavors, which are the number one choice for adults in vape, is so important because it disassociates them from the cigarette taste. And they start to enjoy the fruit flavor. And I've had many customers come back and say, oh, you know, I, I tried a cigarette and it tasted horrible. Right. Because they were not used to that flavor anymore. I did the same thing. Like, did you? Probably about a year after I started vaping. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um my sister was, no, I was at my parents' house and my sister was out on the porch smoking a cigarette. And I was like, you know what? Let me, let me try a drag off of that just to see if I miss it. Yeah. I tried it. Oh man. Well, of course she also smoked Newports. So it was, I was not expecting that. I, I did not smoke menthol <laughs> cigarettes. Uh, no, I, I was more of a, uh, like a camel lights uh-huh. and like there was a the camel Turkish silvers. Those were my fancy days. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's so gross. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and flavors is what's helping people get off cigarettes. It's mm-hmm. the flavors. It's, this is not about marketing to children. You, you hear that a lot in, in the media that that's how we market to children because it has flavors. Well, there's a lot of other things that have flavors that are harmful to children, just like alcohol, right. you know, but you know what? Most politicians drink alcohol, so they don't want to go down mm-hmm. that line. And you know what? Most politicians probably enjoy flavored alcohol, so they don't want to go down that road. Right. Um, but, you know, there are more health, there are more um, injuries and deaths associated to alcohol than there has been with vape, which isn't even ENDS products. You right, know, we're, right. we're talking about a black market THC product. Yeah, and um, I mean, even for argument's sake, let's say the... Just just throwing it out there. Let's say let's say the THC was off the board and it was just actual like nicotine vaping products. I I understand that twelve people being dead is not good. Mm-hmm. But how many people are dead from cigarettes? About four hundred eighty thousand a year. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, at the same point in time, if you know, and death is a tragedy. And it I'm is. Not, and I'm not yeah. trying to pull away from people losing their loved ones or their Mm -hmm. children or whatever in this case, or husbands or wives or whoever it is that are getting these illnesses. But again, you know, we've been around for such a long time that you would have expected this to happen before now. Um, And it's, and it's because, you know, we have customers that are 70 years old suffering from COPD and Mm -hmm. they're showing signs of healing in their, in their, in their life of being able to breathe better and doctors coming back saying, I can see your lungs are clearing out and things like that. We're getting those types of report from people with COPD, but yet you have these young, healthy people that are getting these lung illnesses. Right. And people you know, saying that they have the lungs of a 70 year old. And it's correct. Like, well, what's actually causing that? You know? So it's, it's again, so even if it was nicotine, which it's not, the question would come down what did you put in it? Right. What yeah. else are you doing? Yeah. What else are you vaping? What else are you adding to your fluid that is causing these illnesses? Because the ENDS e-liquid that is being utilized in itself is not causing these illnesses. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, so let's go back to the bonds and right. everything else. New York, you know, as I said, you know, they, they between 2017, 2018, they lost almost... Uh, 50 million dollars in msa payments and everyone's jumping on this bandwagon of flavor bands and the reason they want to go after flavor bands is because they know it can cripple this industry because that is the reason that it's effective it's over two times more effective than any other nicotine replacement therapies out there Mm -hmm. and there's studies to back that um and they know that they can attack that well all these people are banning flavors new york and you can name a bunch of them um that are going after this. And if you look at all the states and the cities that are associated with states that are having these, you can also associate them with bonds that were sold to Wall Street mm. on their MSA payments. Right. If you also know, a lot of people don't realize this, and I can't connect it directly, but it does raise a flag, and this is where the conspiracy theory part of it could mm. come into play. All right, my favorite. Um, is at the time that everyone was claiming vape this, vape that, we're banning this, banning that, and that's all you saw across the headlines of the news, Mm -hmm. something else happened. And that was the feds bailed the banks out again for $400 billion. Yeah, because they, because I had read a one article is all I saw. It's very, you could look at it and it's, it's mainstream media that's reported it. So it's not like it's some off colored site that's creating this problem or, or reporting this. It's just, so it's like, Okay, why are we doing all these flavor bans? And at the same time, right now you hear flavor bans and you hear Trump and, uh, was it Ukraine? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You hear those two are the main things, but it's kind of like under the radar. We kind of got this little other thing mm-hmm. that's high. And it's not a little thing. It's like, billion dollars. Because yeah, they were giving them, what, like how, how many millions a day for like, it was like for four weeks straight or something like that. I can't remember what exactly oh, yeah. it was, but yeah. It was, I don't remember the, total the exact was, dollar amount. Yeah. The, like however many billion dollars. And the question crazy. is, is what caused that disruption mm-hmm. that required that? And I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, we could assume it's the states not being able to make balloon payments. Cause we are talking about 10 years, right. yeah. which would be reasonable to believe that there could be bonds that would have been 10 years long. Um, and, Governors, you know, would you rather commit political suicide because you banned vape flavors or would you rather commit political suicide because you had to claim bankruptcy as a state? 
mm-hmm. and then have the feds come in and wonder what you did with all this money. Right. You know, which one is it? And um, I believe a lot of people are going to commit political suicide over this because mm-hmm. I don't think they've realized how big this industry is and how many people are actually vaping and have seen the benefits of ENDS products. So, yeah, you talk about how big the industry is and how many people are vapors. And I see on social media a lot where they're like, call the White House and, you know, just let them know we're blank million people strong. But every time I see it over the past couple of weeks, that number has grown from, it was like 13 million to start out with. And it's grown up to, I think, 50 million. <laughs> how, how many people would you say are actually vapors? I mean, what's the best estimate on this where you just see a lot of discrepancy on that and i'm just like well how many people is it actually all i can say is it's definitely millions Mm -hmm. um i have not personally done the research to see the exact number um and i think you know it is um you know there's studies out there where they will calculate and guesstimate based on sales revenue whatever you know to come up with numbers but i i I couldn't give you an actual number, but we do know it's millions and millions. I mean, my shop alone, I have over 3,500 customers in from small town, Nightdale, North Carolina. Right. Yeah. You know, that's, we have 3,500 different yeah. people just that we've collected in our system yeah. of people who vape. Um, so it's, it's up there. Yeah. And if that's right here, I mean, I, I couldn't. I can honestly believe it could be 20, 30, 40, 50 million people easily. And that doesn't include friends and family who have seen the improvements in the health of people by choosing a safer alternative. Yeah. So listen up politicians. I don't know why you'd be (laughs) listening to my podcast, but (laughs) you know, and and, you know, and shame on you politicians who don't, don't do their research first, you know, and just because someone comes to you and says, Oh, this, you should be doing your own research. You know, you, you know, don't just listen to the the anti-vapers or don't just listen to the vapors. You need to be listening to everyone. You need to be listening to everything and then do your own research. Do your own look at the studies that have been done. Not just any studies here in the US, but look at what's been going on in, in the, the UK and the studies mm-hmm. they've done there. I mean, for crying out loud, they've got vape shops in their hospital. Right. You know, <laughs> and you know, look at what they're doing and get research from them. Before you jump on some platform, you know, you could Google anything. You know, I could Google and prove through Google that the earth is flat. Does that really mean the earth is flat? I mean, I haven't been up there to find out, but (laughs) through science, I I believe it is round. But, you know, we could could have that as another argument (laughs) on another episode. But, I mean, you can do all that. You can find out online if you want to just look at a politician. Let's take Trump, for example. You can... Google it and find enough proof that he's racist, but then you could Google it and find enough proof that he's not racist. Right. It's all on how you're searching. Mm-hmm. But if you're a good politician and you really care about the people and the health and the well-being of the people, you would do your own proper research outside of your little circle and square or people that are funding you and giving you money. Right. You would be if you're if the people was really your concern, you would look beyond just that little box that you live in. Right. Yep. I, I totally agree. I think people, not even politicians, but everybody should do their own research Correct. And, and not from well, like one of these websites that you see people post from all the time where it's like eagle eye conservative, whatever, liberal, whatever yeah. dot net. <laughs> and it's like, uh, it's like that, that site might be a little bit biased. And it, so. it should also be a big clue that when, the FDA and the CDC are putting out conflicting statements. Right. That should be a clue. Mm-hmm. Okay, we really don't know what we're talking about, you know, or we don't know what's in vape. Well, you know what? Maybe not the black market stuff. And by creating a band is going to do nothing but increase your black market, right? which is going to create more health problems. But yes, the FDA does know what's in this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. So as a manufacturer, let me explain to you what we've had to do. On top of changing our labels and making sure we had the proper caps and child-resistant caps and everything else, we had to go through a detailed process of listing out every single one of our ingredients, the percentage, who our manufacturer is of those ingredients, where we get them from, the whole nine yards. You can go to those manufacturers, and I'm sure the manufacturers had to submit stuff as well for the flavorings because 
flavorings, the propylene glycol, vegetable glycerin, nicotine, whatever. You know, there's, you can get an MSDS form, a chemical breakdown of everything that there is. The FDA has that intel. Now, whether or not they choose to look at it is a completely different story. So if they don't know, it's because they're not researching the information they already have because they have the information. Yeah. And going back to conspiracy theories, what if this whole thing having shops and manufacturers submit this information down to the very nitty gritty detail was to say that they aren't just going to sell it to tobacco companies after all this is said and done. And then they're like, Ooh, yeah, people really liked this flavor. We're going to come out with our own version of, you know, as not saying the FDA would do that, but they have the ability to, because right. they have all the information. All it takes is a quote unquote data breach. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you're not lying. I mean, they have a way they have, Everything down to the exact amount of everything mm-hmm. from where we get it, who we get it from, and the exact amount. Because what makes vape in the ENDS product side, and I'm going to keep saying ENDS so right. we don't try to confuse this right. with any this illicit stuff. But what makes it so unique is someone who manufactures uh, e-liquid. Mm-hmm. Um, which for those who are listening who may not know what the term e-liquid is, it is... The uh, liquid that you put into a vape that you vaporize um, for an ENDS product to for nicotine um, is the flavors. That's what makes it so unique. And it, it has given people a chance to touch on their creative side and to become what we call mixologists, you know, who mix up these cool flavors and they're able to create something and then brand that and be able to put it out on the market. Yeah, it's kind of like those alcoholic cocktails that you... Yeah, those special drinks that you can only get at this one store or this one bar because they have this special drink that they've created, you know, and that's what makes it unique. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what uh, helps them thrive as a business because they're the only ones that know how they do that. And it's like a trade secret, you know, it's their own secret way of doing things. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what, that's what makes it great for a business standpoint. But, you know, this issue that we're facing, I believe is more than just about the loss of jobs and loss of businesses. The reason, I, I'll be honest with you, I was skeptical in this industry before I got started. I was asked to start it years before I did. But I was like, ah, I don't know about that. Right. But I did my my research and I didn't go to, you know, forgive me if this is one of your websites or vape.com or whatever. <laughs> you know, I didn't go to those websites to do my research. Right. I did my research. I did my research on, on uh, nicotine. I did my research on all the different products that went along with it. Um, you know, even down to U- Duke University has a nicotine uh, research center and some of the things that they have seen uh, with nicotine that they've used for different things. And we won't get into that side of it. We did the proper research before getting into it, um, and we decided to start our, our own business because we wanted to help people. We wanted to give people an opportunity for a safer alternative. Yeah. You know, we wanted to not see, we wanted to find and be able to have a product that we could create that fights cancer, that, that reduces the chances of cancer and all this other stuff. And speaking of cancer, I don't know if you saw that just recently um, in the news, this uh, Dr. Yang put out this research where he said that um, uh, we have found the link of vape to cancer. Hmm. I don't know if you saw that. No. Well, he did this research with rats, right? Okay. And if you look at the headlines, it just says, I guess you pronounce his name, Dr. Tang. I think I said Yang. I think it's Dr. Tang. And if you look at it, it's just vape has been, in research is found to cause cancer. And that's all you see in the media. And that's false. Oh, okay. So that's the headlines. That's not that's, his article title yes, that, I mean, for his it, study. And it's false because it is such a cherry-picked title. Right. Um, so if you really dig in, and I've, I've dug into the research a little bit more, um, I've actually submitted to request a full copy of the research. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I'll get it so I can do a little bit more research. Did you reach out straight to him? Um, no, it's through, um, I forgot the name of the website, but there's a website where you can go in and register that once it becomes available, they will let you know that this full oh, research okay. is now available. Because a lot of researchers will just give you a copy digitally and I, if you, you reach know, out I'm, to them. I'll try reaching yeah. out to him. I'll see if yeah. he does. Um, but here's the things that the media is not reporting on with this research, which I easily found, and I don't even have access to the whole report yet. 
you know, there's three things that, that stick out to me with this that makes me say that this is not a good research. Um, number one, they expose rats to the amount of nicotine vape a human would be exposed to over three to six years <laughs> in only 54 weeks. Okay, so we're... So they're pretty much overdosing these rats in nicotine. Right. You know, so you're doing too much nicotine because to expose three to six years of a human into a rat in just 54 weeks. It's like rats may um, be similarly similar genetically, but yeah, not. I mean, if you did that to a person, it would. (laughs) I mean, who knows what could happen? And I'm not saying that it would cause anything in a human, um, except for maybe ending up in the hospital. Right. You probably feel sick. But it also doesn't mention in the, in what I've read so far, I have found no mention to the level of nicotine that was being delivered or whether or not they were using traditional nicotine or nicotine salts, um, mm. which are two different products. Right. Um, and we won't get into all that, what the differences right. are, but mm-hmm. you know, just for sake of time. People um, can do their research like we've been talking yeah, about. Exactly. Yeah. If you want to know, do your research. What's the difference between the two? If you're intrigued. Um, but, you know, I want to know what level of nicotine were you exposing these rats to? Mm-hmm. It wasn't a direct deep lung hit that like they described. But, you know, the way I think of this is probably they were pumping it, pumping a cage full of rats is the way I can wow. think of this, full of nicotine nonstop. And that's what they were breathing mm-hmm. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Poor it's rats. the only way I could think <laughs> of. Um, I don't know how that was done. But, you right. know, in order to get 54 weeks, three, six years, either... You know, too much nicotine? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but the study also went on to say where Tang acknowledges the study's limitations, including that it was conducted in a relatively small number of right, uh, mice susceptible to developing cancer over their lifetime. So wow. we already know that the rats that he was using were already susceptible of developing cancer over their lifetime anyways. <laughs> okay, so the, there's strike number two. Right, yeah. And then strike number three, which is not being reported is another statement from Tang was our study results in mice were not meant to be compared to human disease. That's directly from the... That was his statement alone. But yet... Of course they're not going to talk about that. No, but yet the the headlines in the media is... E-cigs are linked linked to to cancer. Well, no. No. No, let's, let's... Let's not cherry pick this, pick this because that's what they do with every study is they cherry pick it and they don't put out all the facts. And that's what I'm getting tired of the media of doing. And I can blame our own government for it because the FDA and CDC did the same exact thing with all these vapor related illnesses is they mm-hmm. didn't put out all the facts. Right. They just kind of held back and said, Oh, just stay away from all vape, you know. Okay. And meanwhile, people are leaving down vapes to go back to combustibles, which we know and the FDA knows is a more harmful product than vape. Right. If vape is bought from a reputable source and is not tainted with cyanide, you know, or any of these right, other dangerous yeah. chemicals, you know. Um, so that study there in, in cancer, I mean, that, that's mm-hmm. just, if you see that one, because that's a fairly new one, already know it's a cherry pick study. You know, they're exposing rats and I'll go over the three things. They're exposing rats to three or six years of how much a human would vape in only 54 weeks. So that's a whole lot of nicotine. Um, that's being exposed to, and they didn't tell us whether or not it was salt nicks or what nicotine level they were exposing these rats to. Um, they also said that the mice were susceptible to developing cancer over a lifetime already, these rats that he was, or mice that he was using. And number three, there's, he stated that his study, uh, results in mice were not meant to be compared to human disease. Okay. <laughs> So if you see that come across the headlines, you'd be like, uh, yeah, no. You're right, yeah. Let, let's just, that, that one's already debunked. Well, we'll also going along those same lines, just talking about the cherry picking. If let, let's say that anybody listening is like, ah, I don't want to feel like requesting a copy of a study and reading it myself, yeah. which I, I will tell you right now, if you're listening, Robert's a very good source <laughs> for information. He does a lot of research, as you can tell already from listening to him. Um, but let's say that your format of choice for taking in information is YouTube. Uh, I just recently saw a YouTube video of a man in Amarillo, Texas mm-hmm. that, um, the news, the local news for his town, they interviewed him and they, they had, they were talking about how he had developed a lung disease and all this stuff. He's now on oxygen and, and they had him on the screen saying like, I, I've vaped for however many years and then they cut it off. 
Mm-hmm. And and so uh, what they, they leave the put facts it, out. They they left the facts out. So this guy actually, uh, who was it? They also interviewed a vape shop owner in Texas, and so that that vape shop owner in Texas reached out to that guy to find out what was going on with that. Where he's like, oh well, you know, what were you vaping? Like that sort of thing, trying to do his research, like you do, and. And he was like, yeah, no, they, they completely twisted my words. He said, right after that sentence, I said, THC cartridges. And so for however long THC cartridges have been around, this guy's been vaping them. And only that. He's never touched a nicotine or an ENDS device. Mm-hmm. He's never touched one of those. He's never touched anything nicotine related. He's only, he started with, you know, the straight weed plant, right? The marijuana plant, uh, and then he went from there to vaping the THC whenever it became available, and then now he's he's got lungs that are crapping out on him. Yeah, and so he he wanted to get that message out there, and they they made a YouTube video. I'll have to link it in like the show notes or whatever. I'll have to figure out how to do that on on this platform that I'm on. But um, but yeah, if you I'll I'll try to link it, and then you guys can watch it. And yeah, he's, he just straight up, straight up says, I started smoking marijuana because of my PTSD. I switched to vaping. I've never touched nicotine. Yeah. And you know, you know, as much as we want to help with the media when the media comes calling, Mm -hmm. understand that the media does have an agenda. Oh, they want to create a story and their story, they want to get numbers. They Mm -hmm. want to get views. They want to get get clicks. clicks. They want to get shares. So if the media ever contacts you, whether you're a shop owner or maybe you're one of these people that suffered an illness from the illicit THC products, make sure that you always try to divert that. Unless you are trained on how to speak to the media and understand sound bites um, and understand um, and can look a little deeper a lot of times. And if, if you are someone that wants to come out and be an advocate or whatever, um, definitely speak with some of your advocacy groups here in North Carolina. We have the North Carolina Vaping Council, you know, and talk to them, you know, and, and, you know, if, you know, and sometimes even if you can have someone else there, you know, it's, I don't recommend you just going off and speaking emotionally to the media because emotionally, uh, if you get emotionally attached to what you're saying, there's so many sound bites they can grab and make you say anything. And also when you're speaking to the media, most of the time, if you notice in the media, you don't ever hear the person interviewing's voice. So here's a little clue. They can ask you, hey, did you ever vape flavors? Your response could be, I vape THC. Mm. Period. And leave it there. Because what they're looking for is you to answer that. They're not going to put their voice in there. And if you don't give them what they want, they're only stuck with one story. Right. And that's your story or don't run a story. Right. So there's, there's ways and through some training and other things. And a lot of your advocacy groups, VTA, you know, CASA, you know, um, Safada, you know, your local organizations like North Carolina Vaping Council, you know, if the media ever contacts you, I think the first thing you need to do before jumping and saying, yeah, I'll meet you. Especially if they're like, Hey, can, can you, can you meet in like 15 minutes? All right, trying to well, rush you get it, excited you know. because you're like, oh, I, I can help. I can help. Yeah, you know? I can get my story out there. Yeah, call your representatives. Call call someone who is who is in the vaping industry who may have that experience that can either help you, um, either divert it and be able to get them to a source that uh, is trained to actually speak in the media, okay. uh, and and can can speak in those sound bites and doesn't. Um, doesn't hurt themselves or hurt the industry right. in the long run. Because obviously I think this guy uh, meant all good and well mm-hmm. when he did this interview. Um, but obviously they they threw him a, a bone and he bit it. And mm-hmm. they he put the pauses in the wrong area. Yeah, yep. And they were able to snatch that up and say, ooh, we've got something. Right. Um, yeah, because it was the person interviewing him that was editing the video also. Yeah. So and they know. Oh, yeah, yeah. They knew exactly how to lead him with certain questions. And just think, yeah. even though a news art, once you're recorded by by a media team, um, one, I would never let them film inside your shop. Right. Um, because you don't want them, one, don't be vaping on camera. Right. Don't have them filming your, you, you vaping or your customers vaping. You know, set up a location. This is where we can film. Don't allow them to take B-roll. 
Especially if you're a manufacturer and you have some of your stuff in there because Mm -hmm. they will take that image and say you make XYZ juice Mm -hmm. and the next bad thing happens in the media. Well, they can take that video clip from your store and and add that to that, to that saying, Oh, vape juices and are causing illness. And all of a sudden your juice is showing up there. (laughs) And you know, you could say bad publicity is good publicity, but not in all cases. Okay. Not in all cases. Um, because in that case, it would be hard to try to, now you have to explain that to everyone. Right. Um, so don't allow B-roll to be going on in your store. You know what? If you want to vape, if you want to film me in front of my, my business, that's fine. How about my office? It's quiet. We're not interrupting customers. Mm-hmm. You know, just other ways to do that and to kind of get them away. You know, we kind of got off on a tangent yeah, yeah. there. But so, um, we'll one more experience, experience, uh, conspiracy theories thing. Okay. So do. yeah, if you want to get that out, then we'll probably have to wrap it up after that. Yeah. So, I know we've been talking yeah, for a while. I, I know uh, my wife's waiting on me to get back yeah, with some stuff for dinner. Sorry, Beth. You don't want the wife, man. Don't worry. You'll be um, on the next episode. I'll make this, I'll make this one quick. Um, so we know that all these flavor bands are happening and everything else that's going on. Um, and we're like, okay, what's going on? We know about the MSA. There's another thing that's happening. Um, and like I said, I can't connect any of it directly. Um, 100%. But there's a lot of flags. Um, and the other thing is, is there is a product that is trying to go through FDA. Um, and they're trying to go through FDA as a pharmaceutical product. And it's called Hale. You can check them out. It's called trihale.com. Right? How do you spell that? Uh, H-A-L-E. Okay. So kind of like inhale. Yes. Okay. So it's hail. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much a vaporizer. looks almost like a jewel just in white. Um, but they're trying to go and become a pharmaceutical product. Um, and they're trying to go through that whole avenue where you'd have to have a prescription to get it. Um, therefore, um, you know, uh, pharmacists can make money on it. Doctors can make money on it. They're making money on it. The insurance companies are involved. The whole pharmaceutical industry now all of a sudden gets involved. Um, and they're kind of been flying under the radar. A lot, a lot of people have heard about, about this product. Um, and if you look a little bit further, you look back at who's actually backing this product. Well, there's a place called Village Global. It is like a, an investment firm type group or whatever that people put money into that actually funds different things. Okay. Um, if you look who actually funds or puts money into Village Global, you have people like Bloomberg, mm-hmm. who recently announced that he was giving over $100 million to towards um, children, whatever it is, that, that children organization against tobacco or oh, tobacco-free yeah, yeah, children yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. And their agenda is to fight vaping. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bloomberg is, is one who gives into that. You got Yahoo, Twitter, Amazon. I saw some people from uh, the Obama administration, people that are associated with Obama that were in that. Um, you've got Twitter, if I didn't say it already, mm-hmm. Facebook, um, Yahoo, American Express. Uh, I mean, the, the list goes on. Um, Bill Gates. Um, you just name it. I mean, it's it's just a huge, huge list of these wow. big guys that are involved in this. Now, again, let me put this disclaimer out there. Just because Bloomberg's name is there does not mean that I know for a fact that he's putting money through Village Global into this product. Right. Because right? they're just, I just using the money for so whatever Village, they deem. Village Global, as a collective, has taken money and, and is backing this Hale product. Right. Right. I think Hale kind of wants, is liking everything that's going on in the industry. It becomes demonized. It goes away. Then next thing you know, they try to be the knight in shining armor. We're here they're to the save the day. the phoenix that rises from the right? ashes. Now, a little bit about this product. You need a pharmaceutical it's pharmaceutical. You need a prescription to get it. I've also heard reports where even underage kids could get a prescription for it. Um, the difference between that and a normal vaporizer is as you're vaping it, it actually lowers nicotine. Um, as you're vaping the product mm. itself, you don't get to choose. I don't think it's going to be a very successful thing because a lot of people I know, you know, it takes a while when they are transitioning from one nick to another it doesn't really happen overnight. Right, um, some yeah. people it takes days. Sometimes it takes months. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on the person, uh, life. Uh, if, if they're really stressful time of their life, it's a lot harder for them to to do that transition. Um, but but we've been helping trans people transition down to zero all the time. Yeah. Well, um, so we have no way of connecting them too. Um, but here's something that's recently come out in New York. Right. I'm not saying New York is a close association to any of these businesses or people 
that we're <laughs> referring to. But right. in New York House legislation, um, they've been introducing all these bills because they put up a flavor ban. They got sued, and right now they got a restraining order against the governor and against the Department of Health that they can't come after vape, and then they're going to revisit October 18th, right? Okay. Um, so the House is now saying, ooh, we're now going to jump on the bandwagon here, and we're going to introduce some bills, right, yeah. that attack the vaping industry. Oh, right. And second of all, Kumo, if you're listening, which would be great if you were, you know, you attack the vape industry off of this whole epidemic of illnesses that you find out now that it's nothing to do with ENDS products, and you find out it's an illicit THC product, and you're not going after the vaping THC cartridges? All right. That makes no sense. Why? Mm, well, those probably aren't making as big of a dent. Well, and they're probably not the illicit ones causing the problem. But anyways, uh, he's... Uh, but, you know, but they're also not creating that dent in the, the MSA money. They're not, you know, it's... Politically, it's a right, different yeah. story. But, so let's look at what the House is passing. Remember Hale, this product yeah. I told you about. So there's three... Um, Three different bills that are on the uh, that 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 came out that are introduced this week. Um, there's actually more than that. There's quite a few that actually go against vape, but there's three I want to talk about. Number one is Assembly Bill 8626. It prohibits the sale or distribution of electronic cigarettes lacking FDA pre-market order of approval. Now. Being that it's a pharmaceutical industry doing this and pushing it through a pharmaceutical way, it is probably the only product that can make it through or will make it through the pre-market order of approval um, mm-hmm. because it is going through the pharmaceutical side. Um, the way things are set up, we don't have time to talk about it. Um, it is believed that there is no product that is currently on the market that will actually get approval uh, through the PMTAs. Um, even if you submit it and you pay the millions of dollars it would take to do it, um, there's a good chance that none of them are going to make it through anyways. Um, but this product would because it's going to be pharmaceutical. Okay. Right, yeah. Number two, Assembly Bill 8628 requires a valid prescription from a licensed physician in order to purchase, obtain, or use an electronic cigarette. What does that sound like? Sounds like... A pharmaceutical device. Sounds like something that hails coming out. Yeah, exactly. All right. Number three. Requires the Department of Health to establish nicotine levels for electronic cigarettes and e-liquid, which automatically taper in nicotine strength (laughs) in amounts and at certain time intervals. Further requires manufacturers only to manufacture or sell in the state any electronic cigarette or e-liquid unless such product automatically tampers in strength and amount and at certain time intervals as determined by the Department of Health. What does that sound like? If that's not targeted <laughs> specifically... Is this not hell that yeah. has been going, that's been, been going through this process this whole time? Yeah, that's, that's absurd. That, that's, actually, that's a really good finding. That is hell. Yeah. You know, what, what, you know, so if it's not the MSA agreement and the lack of money that they're getting from the tobacco industry or these bonds and the potential bankruptcy of the states and the bailing out of the banks from the feds, if none of that is really connected, could this also be connected? And what's going on? Because what makes more money than pharmaceuticals? Again, I can't connect Bloomberg to Hale except for... Village Global that he puts money into backs Hale. Mm-hmm. Um, does it mean that he is aware of it or does it mean that he is financially allowing his money to go that direction? But there's so much that goes on even down to legislative ways to show that even our politicians are in bed with this somehow. Yeah. There's they they no want way. that to be the pretty much the only product. How would you come up with these bills? that are almost identical to the Hale product without having knowledge of this product. Right, exactly. Wow. Well, I think that might be a, <laughs> a good good stopping point right there just to let everybody kind of stew in that. Because yeah. that, that is, it, like I said, if that's not targeted directly at that device... Sure doesn't look like it. Yeah, I, I would want to know what made them come up with those, those rules right, or the bills. Yeah. Yeah. What made them come up with all these? Right. Yeah. And then they started bringing these out just because the the vapor, the flavor ban, because they knew that the flavor ban would eliminate our industry. Well, if they're not able to keep the flavor ban going because of lawsuits and everything else, 
how else can we attack this industry except for create bills on the house floor? Right. Yeah. And, and the thing is, what gets me is if they claim that they don't really understand these devices that well, then tell me how they came they, up with, with those specific. Oh, they're, they're very specific. Those specific, uh, what do you call, I'm, I'm blanking on the word that I'm trying to think of, but the, yeah, like the, the specifications on that, right? That's, yeah. That's weird. Specific specifications. But, exactly. But no, it, yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, did, did you have anything small to add on that? or No, no. I mean, okay. that's that's it for now. I mean, I could keep yeah. talking for hours. But, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe, maybe we can do a part two of yeah, this. That'd be because, cool. I mean, we could, we could seriously talk about it all night I know. if we wanted to. <laughs> um, well... Thank you, Robert, You're for welcome. sitting down with me and talking about this. And thank you guys for listening um, to this unnamed podcast right now. So <laughs> I would say hit us up on social media, but there's no social media to speak of right now. <laughs> but soon there will be. At least follow so. your local organization. Follow VTA. Yes. Follow, follow North Carolina Vaping Council. Follow CASA and... Uh, Safada and whatever state organization that could be out there, look it up, research it, follow them because they're going to put out good information. And then again, don't just take our word for it. Right. Do your own research. You know, if you're really that concerned about, do your research. Exactly. I'm. I'm. And here's the thing that they don't want you to do is they don't want you to research it. Yeah. They. They, they want, want you to take want, their word for it. Yeah. They. Want I don't you to want stay you. To, I don't want you to take my word for it. I want you to research it. I want you to grow your knowledge yeah. because I believe that knowledge is power and you have that power in your hands. You have the ability to research. You have the yeah. ability to grow and learn because the more we learn, the better off we are. And there's no reason to cripple an industry that has been reported to be 95% safer than combustible cigarettes. And there is research to prove it. We won't get into that now, but there is research to prove it. Absolutely. Well, thank you again. You're welcome. And we will hopefully catch you guys next time. <laughs>